episode two of Awake with Angela Dawn. Today, I'm honored to be joined by singer, songwriter, and artist, Caitlin Mahoney. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me and being here today on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And you're back in New York in Brooklyn? I am. I am. And I'll just apologize in advance for any... Um, any dog vocalizations because of course she was napping and now she's like hey what's going on yeah she's gonna get her bone and just chomp away so hopefully that's not too too noisy (laughs) I'm sure my cat will be interrupting at some point too. it's okay it makes it just just that much more fun you know (laughs) but I am so excited I've been listening uh, to your Patreon with some of your new demos from your upcoming album. You recorded your new album in LA back in June, I think. Yes, in June. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. I like just kind of finished up um, like this week with it, um, but I started recording it in June in in LA. At, um, and you were at Jeff Fedig's studio. I think he just had recently built the studio. And so this was the first recording there. Yes. Yeah, it was. He, um, he and I have been working together for a long time. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna attend, I'm tend to bone <laughs> chewing. Cause I feel like if I let it go, it's probably just gonna be like crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jeff and I have been working together for like almost 10 years. Um, and we had started work on the album, um, kind of right before the pandemic, we were writing a lot and then, um, and then the pandemic happened and he moved to LA during it. And so, um, it was kind of just felt like a fun excuse to go uh, change, change the scenery. And, you know, it it was the first, um, album project that he's worked on in his new studio. So it was a really fun kind of shake up from our usual routine. We've recorded, um, in Brooklyn at this place called the creamery Mm -hmm. in the past a lot. So, and we got to kind of do a little recording there this week. Um, we recorded strings, like, uh, for a number of the songs and, um, yeah. so we got to, it was kind of nice to have a little Brooklyn tie in, um, to the recording process. And, you know, especially trying to record during a pandemic, but having like a dedicated space where you can just be together in one place and record, because I know I've had this experience and, um, I was asking you a little bit about it too, because during that time, you're kind of like sending bits and pieces of the demo of your song parts back and forth and making changes and edits. And it's so just disjunctive, right? Yeah. 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 I actually, I mean, I feel like I kind of, I learned a lot through that process because I usually, you know, will go to wherever Jeff's studio setup is and then we'll record demos there but because of the pandemic and because of like just kind of not being in the same location um we were doing a lot of back and forth and it definitely was great to come together and like work on it in person but 
it was a good challenge for me because I had to learn about pro tools and like recording myself and kind of like he gave me some room to, you know, kind of drive some of the production ideas for the demos. And so that was really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I don't really know that much about your background with music. I mean, this is your career, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've had different chapters and it's looked a lot of different ways, you know, um, for a long time, that was very important to me to make it um, my career and, and live off of my music. Um, Cause I think I felt like that's what I needed to do in order to be like a legitimate um, musician. But uh, I just like, yeah, I was doing that. And then I kind of got pretty burnout um, trying to make it work. And I think I like learned a lot about you know, burnout and my boundaries and kind of what's important to me through that process, which is actually like influenced a lot of my writing, uh, on this latest album that's, uh, in the works. <laughs> By the way, Annie found another bone and has brought it. Can you hear it? Is it pretty loud? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyone who doesn't like chewing sounds, this, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but she's, she's pretty cute. She's like, Hey, I just want to be right here next to you while you, while you talk. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I've had chapters where, you know, I've called myself a full-time musician. Um, I don't, I don't, now I look at it as like, this is my, I have this music business. I have this career, but I also have a job that, funds that and funds my life so that I don't have to like define my creative choices you know by what is making money because as we both know um a creative pursuit is not always a lucrative one um and you kind of need resources in order to support your creative pursuit Anyway, so I have I have a full time job. I work as an executive assistant um, at a at a company here in New York as well. I really like it this way currently because I feel like I get to be in control of my creative decisions. And I used to I realized like in this new chapter of making music just for like the love of it and like the joy of connecting with other people and finding meaning in this like that I used to try and please everybody um or you know which is like a, a totally futile effort that I didn't even know that I was making but now that I don't depend on it for my living and my rent and grocery money um I can really just let it be what it's meant to be and I'm really happy about that that's really an interesting perspective. You have this freedom that's created this space for you to create. So um, that's an interesting way to like approach that. You said you were getting kind of frustrated and trying to really make it full time thing. Um, were you already living in New York? Yeah, so I've lived in New York for almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in August, actually. So okay. it's like kind of a big milestone momentous uh amount of years I never really expected to be here this long <laughs> but it's just kind of 
where <laughs> life has brought me. Um, yeah, I, I, so I was in New York. I, you know, never really expected to seriously pursue a career in music, but then, um, just really you know, I kind of just like had some momentum early on that, um, built on itself. And I got a lot, I felt like I got a lot of validation from people to keep going. Um, like I just would play a song at an open mic and people liked it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do that again. I'm going to try and write another song. And, you know, just like, it became almost like a, like an addiction a little bit, but I just wanted to connect with people and it felt so good when these songs did and it also helped me like process my feelings which was important um so then I think you know the goal was always to be able to quit my day job and be a full-time musician um and so that was kind of you know that was just the goal that I was, I was working toward. And I, I think what I kind of underestimated is how often the music industry, how quickly it changes and often it changes. And so there's no real clear cut path to making, uh, and there's also no guarantee, you know? And so I think like, I kind of always thought like, if I work the hardest and you know, do try to do the right thing by everybody and, um, give, yeah, just like give it everything I have. I gotta believe it's gonna work out. And I still believe that to be true, but I think like (laughs) me five years ago, didn't realize that actually some of that being true was going to be like stumbling and, and falling and like learning how to get back up you know, and I think like it five years ago, if you would have told me that I would, you know, have gotten burnout, had to put down music for a while, then pick it back up and like make a whole new record and like do it all again, but like funding it myself versus like trying to get on a record label or, you know, something like that. I, I just wouldn't have I wouldn't have predicted that would be the path, but that's kind of what the path is, you know? And I think, I think that shows through in the, at least the demos of the new songs that I've heard. Um, uh, I had the opportunity to hear Caitlin perform in January at um, a place here in Jacksonville beach called Blue Jay listening room. And there's one song that you did called uh, Subway Cars. Yeah. <laughs> that I thought really resonated because it was like the first time I've been in a live venue for a while. And I don't know, Caitlin, was that one of the first times that you had performed? Oh, yeah. That's really the only performance I've had in the last almost two years. So oh, wow. pretty wild. And I, I thought that was really um, the, the perspective that you had in that song about, you know, wondering if you'll see this particular person on the subway and you know, you kind of prefaced it with a little story about 
you know, I miss being in the subway car because everything shut down in New York and <laughs> just all the, all the changes, like that was a really timely song. <laughs> That's, it's funny. I, I, yeah, I feel that way too. And it, it's funny to be like kind of bouncing back into that life now in New York and like back on subways and, you know, life resuming after so long. Um, all so much, like there's a lot these songs have been written over the course of, you know, three or four years um, that I'm working on now and Subway Cars is one of them. And it was like Subway Cars, there's just a lot of that mentioned in these songs that, and in a few of the songs, it's just this imagery that I was spending a lot of time on trains, you know, and having a lot of kind of inspiration come from that. And I always have, like, I think it's just because you're just around all these people and it's the way you get everywhere you're trying to go in New York. But it is funny when I was playing that show, I was thinking like, wow, I haven't been on the subway in a year. So it is funny to think how, how much that was different than when that song was written. Um, Yeah talk maybe a little bit about like the challenges that you had being a performer in New York City when everything shut down. I know you came, I saw you in Florida and you did some backyard concerts. Um, You had some Instagram live concerts. So, and you started Patreon, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get in? How did, I mean, some people, I've seen some people who just get into this really dark place and can't, are like immobilized. They can't really get, like, they can't see how to get out of it. So how did you use that time and how did you approach that challenge? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I guess I had kind of an interesting pandemic time. It's <laughs> like, hello, you must be recording something. I'm going to find every possible noise. Yeah, come here. You want to say hello? What's the listening? Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. Oh, funny dog. Sorry, I need to take that away until we're done here. Then you can have it. Sorry, I know I'm no fun. Oh, and I just I should mention the name. Um, I love your your description of your Patreon. It's uh, and I think it's so appropriate for this podcast. It's creating music that channels our hopes. Yeah, I think um, I've always, you know, my friends all give me hard time because I love like my favorite question to ask people is like, what are your hopes and dreams? I just like, I love hearing what, what moves people and like what inspires them. And um, I think that's why we've connected, you know, just like, uh, I, I, I am so energized by people you know, like, and who they are, and then kind of on their way to being who they are. And um, so that, that definitely inspires me a lot. Um, My experience with the pandemic was kind of like a little, I had to reckon with it a little bit because I, I was, I was in a pretty good place, all things considered. Um, you know, obviously like we all, I think the pandemic time is a very tangible example of how everybody has their stuff going on, right? Like at any given time, I have my own struggles. You have your own struggles. 
you know, and I think like, I hope my hope for this time is that we can all kind of walk away with a little more compassion for each other and understanding that everyone has their own set of struggles that they're fighting through. And you just never know what, what that is. And, but for me, you know, I had been pretty focused on like pretty radical self care in the years preceding it because I had gotten extremely burnt out from a lack of self-care and self-prioritization. And that's like what feeling free is about is like this idea of like, I had to name what I needed and also realize that like, I don't need to please anyone except myself. And if I'm running around giving all of my energy and all of my resources and time without boundary to everyone else and deprioritizing myself, then I will have, I will run out of gas so fast, you know, because I I don't, I haven't filled up myself. It's just like, it's, it's science, it's math. (laughs) You know, if you don't leave what you need, you're just not going to be able to love anybody very well, let alone yourself. So. No, it's so true. And it's, yeah. and it's so easy when you get into a, like a dark space to let that go. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And um, so I definitely kind of did that um, in, in around 2018. I just kind of like had put out my last album, which was called Story Still Left to Be Told. I released it in 2017 and it was like my big album. And I put, I kind of like self-imposed, put a lot of pressure on it and myself to make it big, you know? Um, I just kind of, I, I think that there was value in that in like believing in it, to, that it could be big. Um, but I think I, just had very limited expectations of what would make it big as opposed to kind of letting it unfold organically and like without attachment. Um, So that just led me to like, you know, um, just a little, a little bit of disappointment because those expectations weren't they didn't really materialize. A lot of it was like financial. Like I just kind of was like, I'm going to invest all this money into this album and I'll just put my grocery, my groceries on a credit card because it'll all be okay. And I want to make sure I have cash to pay my band and it's worth it to invest in my band for these shows, even though I'm not going to like make any money back from them. And it was just like kind of snowballed literally on me and I just, the ball just got too heavy for me to carry. And so then I, you know, kind of lost why I started and what the, the, I, I couldn't even really identify the joy in it anymore. And so that was kind of where I was at. Um, I had to make those changes. So I had a, a, a lot of like, sympathy for everybody in the music industry who is depending on music income when the uh, pandemic hit, because I felt like I was struggling to make ends meet 
in music when there wasn't a pandemic. So I felt for everybody who had that kind of experience. What inspired you? How did you get out of that place? You, you talked about um, focus on self-care, but uh, being creative and needing that inspiration, was there something that you did daily that helped you get to that creative space again? I think I saw that you did like acting for a few weeks or. Um... I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I kind of like, I had to take the pressure off of myself to make it um, like a career or even a successful music business. Like I just was like, I got to just put this down and get a job and, you know, just like find a, a steady paycheck for a little bit. Um, But I also was like kind of in the process of like trying to find creative joy and like music had been that for me for so long and still is, but at the time it was feeling so heavy. So I just kind of felt like I needed to shake it up and like, go try something else that had brought me joy once creatively. And I used to act like as a kid a lot. Um, so it was really fun. It was just fun to try, you know, and like, kind of, I didn't, I just thought maybe I'd meet nice people trying to do creative things. And I did. And it was really, it was just a great dose of inspiration for sure. Caitlin, Caitlin is very modest. What did I see you on? I'm blanking now. The Tonight Show. It was, it was Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, and, um, And that's a big thing. I mean, you know, that's a really big recognition, I think. Yeah, it was, I kind of, uh, I, I lucked into a fun, um, thing where I got to be like, they did like, you know, they do like kind of funny bits on the show. And so they did this like funny bit about like where they take songwriters and they give you like an hour to write the song and then, and they give you like a title. And so, and it's truly like you have an hour and the writers come in and check on you and like, say like, how are you doing? And like, I just, so like they gave me a title and it said, uh, just can't decide which emoji to choose. That was the title of the song. So I had to write like a, a whole song about emojis. <laughs> and then, and then the other guy had like another song. And so it was, then it was like the battle between like my song that I wrote an hour and his song that he wrote in an hour. It was very fun. It was a total thrill. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially when you're, I think too, and I've, and I've seen that you've done a lot of different like songwriting workshops, you know, think collaborate, you know, when anytime you're in a space of all these other creative types, whether you know, writing for TV or film or music, um, or acting that connection, we can like feed off of each other. Uh, absolutely. I think that's why I love New York because you're just kind of constantly surrounded by such a high volume of creativity. And yeah, I don't want to keep Caitlin too long. She has a show coming up at uh, August 5th at seven at the Rockwood hall. Did I say that right? Rockwood music hall. Yeah. And where um, can people find or get tickets? Yeah, so if you you can go to uh, my website, CaitlinMahoney.com. You can also go to 
uh, rockwoodmusical.com and the tickets will be there too. Okay. Caitlin's going to play a song for us in a little, in a few minutes, but if you haven't been on her Patreon page yet, um, she has some of her new music demos on there and you'll see songs like It's Your Force to Fight that, that I think really combine like the struggle with change and um, the seasons and there's this really beautiful line I just want to mention real quickly because I just, it's so insightful, but you have such a way of writing that it's so unassuming and I just, it's so powerful. It's like this image of you're seeing someone struggling, you can't, but you can't really help them because you know, the more you try to help them, the less they'll try to work on it themselves. And no matter how much you care about that person, they have this whole, it's their fight, right? And I think we see that so with so many people and in ourselves so many times, even when we try, we're looking to someone else to try to like save us instead of doing the hard work and getting through the challenge. And this line, I just love, seasons always change, falling leaves bring space for you to see. Do you want to share anything about that? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love hearing that interpretation. That's exactly how I feel about that song as well. Um, I, I was just, I muted myself so I could tune it because I, I can play that song. Um, but yeah, I wrote that during the pandemic. Um, I was watching kind of like, I, I was, I was with my family, my um, parents and my brother live in Jacksonville. That's how we have met. Um, so I was kind of hunkered down with them. Um, we all were very lucky that we could just be together and, you know, kind of like quarantine together. Um, so it was kind of funny. So it was like high school again, like we're with the kids were back home and, um, <laughs> You know, but I think I realized that I'm I'm single. I live by myself, and I you know I have for a while. And um, being back with my family, I kind of realized like by living by myself, I don't necessarily. I kind of get. Uh, I can. I'm. I can be with people when I choose to be with people and then kind of be by myself when I choose to be by myself, but living with people that I love again, yeah. you're kind of watching each other so much more intimately go through struggles. And so we all, we all were kind of trying to cheer each other on, but also not like get in each other's way. And I, so like, that was kind of a little bit of a, and then I was like catching up with friends and we were talking about different struggles and, and the navigating when you can say like, Hey, let me help you. And when you, you have to say, I'm here for you and I'm cheering you on, you know? And like, uh, often I, I kind of struggle with that sometimes because I just want to fix it for people. And like, not everyone wants me to fix it. <laughs> In fact, nobody wants me to fix it. They just want me to be there and like love them. So it is a little bit about me, but it's also just kind of like, I think the magic of the song, at least my hope for it is that depending on what is more amplified in your life, 
there's something in it for you. There's like some love in it for you. Like we've all been on both sides of that. We've all been the one in the midst of a pretty big struggle that you can't really see the forest through the trees. And then we've all been on the sidelines cheering people we love on, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, start your, I think you start your day with journaling and a meditation. Yes. Is that still true? Is that true? <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, I feel like I'm re-navigating re it all now that, you know, like life is resuming and I am going to start going back into the office soon. So I feel like I'm going to have less like morning time before, you know, the day begins, but, um, on an ideal day, which is like, I think most days I, I always med meditate, like no matter what I started meditating about a year ago, but one of the best things I ever started to do highly recommend it especially if you have struggles with anxiety yeah. um so I do that I meditate for 15 minutes first thing when I wake up and then um as much as possible I love to do like morning pages and journaling and just kind of like have some creative time have a cup of coffee and just like write and just write out my feelings I find that having those journals for songwriting is extremely valuable because it's like I'll have perspective later and I'll just be able to like go back and see how I was feeling in that moment yeah 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 I I think there's something to the tangible process of writing something down and being able to look at it like physically later I totally agree yeah. do you do you do have like a like a morning practice that you try to um, you're going to turn it around on me. <laughs> I um, I do I do my a meditation too before I get started with anything or look at anything or listen to anything else, just awesome. to get myself centered and focus on when I where I need to be to approach the world that day. Wow. Um, and I have a certain mantra that I say to myself, and I was curious if you have something that that's similar, like a a singer mantra or maybe a, a prompt for your writing? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think for me this year, it's been about like having an open heart, like <clears throat> even just like trying to physically, you know, like remind myself to kind of open my heart. And um, so I think that's, that's, that's the main one is just remembering uh, to yeah. stay open. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And um, Caitlin, again, you can find her in New York City if you happen to be there August 5th at the Rockwood Music Hall at 7 p.m. And find tickets at her website. And she's on Instagram. And Caitlin Mahoney, I don't know if I said, I think I said your full name. Okay, I'll put it in. I'll put it in the, in the link as well. And uh, listen to her new demos on her patreon yes which is um, and dreams club right Hopes and dreams club <laughs> <laughs> and what are you gonna play for us oh i think i gotta play uh it's your force to fight through um oh. you mentioned it i'm so honored to have you on as a guest today and thank you for playing for us thank you angie thank you for having me this was wonderful Oh, thank you. All right, Caitlin. Here, right, here you go. This is called It's Your Forest to Fight Through.
thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you, Kate. And um, I'm glad we got a little bit of Annie in there too. <laughs> I know she's like, she's a, she's the the background singer. This has been another episode of Awake with Angela Dawn. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more on my Instagram, Angela Dawn underscore meditation. And also come and see new posts and videos and meditations on my YouTube channel, Angela Dawn. And as always, I would love to hear your feedback and how any of this has impacted you and any suggestions. And feel free to message or reach out. Have a beautiful day and show someone love and kindness today.